0: to episode 15 of Motown and Coney, I'm back with my main man, Tommy. What up, doe? And I think this topic is inspired kind of by the Pusher T album. Uh, best dr- drug pushing, drug singer, <laughs> rappers, <laughs> a.k.a. Uh, I didn't even know there was a category really to the Pusher T album. Cocaine rappers. Uh, yes, drug reference rappers. The Love Tent. So, reference drugs. Of uh, course, Pusher T is going to be somewhere on one of our lists because uh, he's the inspiration. Uh, one of the knocks that I read on his album um, was, a, he was actually your favorite uh, album of 2022 on the last podcast. But one of the knocks I had read about this album is the, and I have one is say it was Pitchfork, one of those, said they felt like Pusha T needs to grow up, kind (laughs) of. Yeah. That it's time for him to stop pushing the the cocaine bars and actually uh, evolve. Maybe he just likes cocaine bars. I get it, because Pusha T (laughs) is, what, 46 now? (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, I, I get the critique, but to me, the 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 drug references is what makes Pusher T Pusher T. Right, and that's the same thing with Rick Ross and with uh Two Chains. Like, come on, man, you can't take that. That's their, that that's like dangling the kryptonite from the Superman. Yeah, they need so, their drug references. Like when I read that, I was like, well. You don't put on a Pusha T album expecting to <laughs> that I'm gonna be like so inspired to, right. to go out here and save the world or something like that's not, right. not that's not what you expect when you you pop in a Pusha T album. Um, Dear white people, quit trying to change us. Yeah, like we, so, it's a lane for everybody. And I always, so while we on the topic, I got issue for for because I feel like they kill. Almost just about every hip hop album they review, right? That's why I don't really I, I take whatever they say with a grain of salt. Yeah, but too. I always think it's funny to like to read some of the critiques, and I'm just like, yeah. were well, we listening to the same damn album? <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think that Pitchfork I don't think that the people that that work there are fans of hip hop. They just listen to like snippets or some shit. My like, Pitchfork, Rolling Stones. Um, it's a few others that I just feel like need to get out and doing hip hop reviews like right and and I wanna see these people that are actually like reviewing these albums too mm-hmm. because I mean it's okay to be a fan of hip hop, I understand, but how can I put this okay, so I was watching uh, Ozark. uh did I send it to you? The, uh, Ozark. No, you I don't think you sent me the Ozark one, but um, I don't watch Ozark. So oh, okay. But my it, wife does. But I, yeah, it, it had um, they had a uh, Killer Mike on there, and they were talking about Nas. Um, they were talking about Nas' album. The young lady was listening to Nas, and then she gave her perspective and her take on it. Everybody looks at hip hop in different ways, and it's a lane for you in hip hop. That's why I, I mentioned this before in a previous podcast. That hip hop is so diverse. That is multiple people that you can listen to, if you're trying to get a certain feel, and like like Rodney just stated, it, I'm not looking to push a T to give me something inspirational. He's not going to give me common vibes, okay? Mm-hmm. He's going to give you a whole different vibe from a whole different angle on what you're looking for. The same thing with like I said with Rick Ross, with Two Chainz, Kanye's going to give you some gospel now. Yeah. So Kanye you can go might look have for been that. confused at a certain point now, but yeah. So, Pitchfork, excuse me, I'm using my nigga ears, okay? <laughs> you know that. I'm using that Chris Rock reference, okay? I'm using that, all right? From Top 5. Yeah, I'm using that. Top 5, by the way, I I know the critics hated that movie, but I freaking love that movie. <laughs> that movie was amazing. I love that movie. I fucks with that movie. Top 5 is one of my favorite movies. I own that movie. Yeah, and it's like Rosario <laughs> Dawson and in <Sidney>. Yeah. <laughs> Rosario Dawson is always been so so pretty to me. Uh, yeah, she's a beautiful young lady, man. Uh, so, without further ado, because we ain't pitchfork, so um, right. our top five drug referencing rappers. Uh, I'll start off. Uh huh. My number five goes to the man that made Perks famous. Future, <laughs> <laughs> um, like I said, his shit. He got a whole song that was on the radio getting played where he was talking about doing some perks, so um, he yeah. talked about some other drugs too, as well. So, man, you know what? He's in my top five, too. So, I'm just, I know mean, this is just random, so I'm actually gonna just. Go off feed off of yours because this man future, he's influenced a whole job, plethora, yeah. a whole yeah, I mean from from top to bottom man like his songs was catchy, he collabed with Drake, and that just opened up a door for like multiple people Doing to that, get. That whole, um, they just molly that and about out. the about the rings. Uh. I got some really... Yeah. <laughs> that, that was like every time somebody won a championship, yeah. that, was, that was playing. Man, they played that song everywhere. But, man, Future uh, definitely... I think they year, every place we are the champions. <laughs> <laughs> it did. Well, what was the song before that? That was the... Uh, uh, I think Power, uh, Kanye Power was the song that everybody was listening to when they won something. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that, that Very Big Rings was like crazy influential too. Yeah, but Future... Yeah, so definitely. future definitely it's gotta be one. Um Snoop. Oh yeah, can, for sure. Can I put Snoop and, and Dre just together? <laughs> yeah, oh man, yeah. You could put Snoop and Dre together for sure. Yeah, I'm rolling with you on that one too. Um shoot, they make want to smoke weed. Chronic, <laughs> Chronic two thousand and one. Still waiting on that detox album. They said this year, Rodney. Yeah. This, we say I, that shit I'll every never year. forget. What was it? The Chronic 2001. Was it the back cover where you had Dr. Dre sitting at the, the keyboard with his head in the back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I miss those albums when you can open them up and then all the damn pictures. Yeah, and that's. There. It's funny because I was having a conversation with somebody younger. I said, album release days was an event back in the day. Like, you literally had to, like, you knew such and such album was coming out on this day. Um, Mm -hmm. A&R was important to do the promotion. But, like, he literally had to go to Sam Goody's uh, Circuit City, Best Mm -hmm. Buy, and and pick up the album. And, hell, we had a record store, and I do not know the name of this store to save my life, but we had a record store that was, like, on Seven Mile and, like, Livernois almost, and we knew like, you could go a few days if you like albums used to come out on Tuesday, but we could go on like a Thursday or Friday before the actual album came out and, and get the album. Yeah. And then shoot, my dad used to go to and got, and they was like a music distributor, so I could get get the album two weeks before it came out. My friends be like, How you got that? <laughs> <laughs> see, that's see, and that's why I, I love those times too. And you know who actually is taking a little bit of, um, how they used to do promotions back then is 50 Cent. I know he's doing it with liquor now, but back then <laughs> the rappers used to travel around to different record stores and they would sign autographs and they would do, because I, I know I mentioned this a couple of times, people, but um, I'm an Eastside cat. So in my hood, which is Harper Van Dyke, we had Chantonique's records and we had Tanya's records. Uh, Chantoniques though, um, I met like so many celebrities there because when they were doing their promotional runs, they would stop at Shantanique's, and then they would sign autographs, give yeah. you handshakes. So, of course, you know, I met the brat, gave her a hug, and everything. She said, I look handsome. You know, I know that in there, too, you know. and um, AKA um, <laughs> Lisa Frey's sister. Yeah. I met her when I was younger, man. I, it, that was crazy. That, that so was life-changing. had to have security to go up you know what was? Cra- you know what was crazy, though, like, it really wasn't that bad, like, at that particular time, man, because I watched the neighborhood. It changed. Yeah, like, the neighborhood was nice. We had, like, a nice mix. My neighbors, a couple of them was Caucasian, and, um... And then they moved. Yeah, they moved, <laughs> and it was just like, what the hell is going on? Every house is abandoned now, so... No, but, um, yeah, man. Yeah, I miss those. I miss those. Yeah, those? Yeah, I, like, streaming is nice now, because you got immediate gratification... But it, it it was something to open the CD package in, trying to see where, you know, the the picture, the credits, the thank yous. Yeah. Uh-huh. What songs they was referencing so I can go back and listen to the yeah. old school cut of that one. Yeah. Uh, like, I'll never forget on Jay-Z Volume 3, like, he, where he, like, on the intro telling you, if you like me and you're going through the credits right now. Yeah. I thought that was so dope, man. I love that, and when I bought uh, Kanye's first album, um, the Uh, College college Dropout, yeah, I bought that and I opened it up, man, and I seen like all the shout-outs, man, and it made me fall in love with the last song, the very last song that had Brian McKnight Mm -hmm. on there, yeah. Shoot, all the even I'm thinking about graduation when he had the like the competition with the game, not the game fifty cents, but his the artwork like he had the the very end. Like that was just dope, and you opened it. Oh, did you buy Fifty Cent album? Um, no, he had Sierra on there, and he was grabbing her booty cheeks, and oh, oh, I was like, oh, that's Sierra booty. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I did. It I was found funny because I, I went to bed. I'll never forget <laughs> this. I was taking classes that Wednesday at the time, mm-hmm. and so leave the house. I'm like, okay, I'm about to go pick up Kanye album on the way to class, so I can listen to it. Mm-hmm. On the way there, and the lady asked me at Best Buy like, "You gonna get the Fifty Cents album too?" And I was like, "Uh, no, nah, I just get <laughs> <you> this one." <laughs> I bought both of them, but when I opened up, I opened up that. I can never forget that man. Him and Sierra was like posing, like kind of nude, like she ain't have on no shirt. She just had on thongs, and he was grabbing her. And, and I'm like, what "Shout is out it? to Sierra because she just yeah, she getting like, the finer." Yeah, I was, just, <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> "Yeah." That. Man, I miss those. We we need albums. Show me, like, the pictures and all that other stuff, too. Yeah, like. so you, you miss all that with this. I mean, I guess to save the artist money because you don't have all the cost of, you know, photography and printing. Yeah. But, yeah, that, I do really miss being able to have a physical. Yeah. Even just to thank you, to see who they think and who they didn't think. And, and now these artists now, man, I... I know they're finding different ways to get money, but I just read something, too, with um, about 21 Savage. 21 Savage is saying that um, he, doesn't, he doesn't need to go on tours anymore because he actually makes more money. He owns all the rights to his music, so when we stream his music and everything, he can just sit comfortably in his own home and sit in his state, and he doesn't have to do tours. And that's kind of... um. Shout-out to the Midnight Miracle podcast with Dave Chappelle, Tali Kweli, Mofa It's my shameless plug. Mm-hmm. But Mof Def and Tali Kweli talks about that on their latest episode about the advantages of being, uh, one, an independent artist, and two, owner your masters. Um, and Tali Kwali says something like he could sell a million of the uh, – for that to get by album, mm-hmm. but it won't compare to like if he sold like just or had 200,000 streams of some of his independent work, so uh, right, just interesting. Um, getting us back on topic, right? Push a T, yeah, yeah, I definitely. Uh, Push a ca- T, he can't be number one, I, I feel like. My num- the number one person, uh, which I'll get to in a minute, uh, is far and away above uh, Pusher T, even though, shoot, can't think of an album where Pusher T don't reference uh, yep. selling Coke and dope with everything else. I'm gonna agree with you on that one because Pusha T does reference drugs a lot in every song. Pretty much every song, every song (laughs) referencing um, taking (laughs) and selling everything. So so we we both agreed on um, Pusha T, Rick uh, Ross, Rick Ross, Port of Miami. Yeah, Rick Ross for sure. Hell, in his name itself, he named himself after Freeway Ricky. So, oh yeah. So Rick Ross, man, he does mention drugs a lot, and he's he's definitely one of the trap uh, trap guy so, goats. So number one in my book, and you may disagree with this, because they don't really reference drugs anymore. Mm-hmm. But Jay Z, whether well, reason or doubt. Volume one, volume two, volume three, even the blueprint, like I'll sell water to a well, like he talking entrepreneurship and he talked even on American Gangster where he talked about that's popping a trunk. No, that's what I was gonna say because American Gangster is one of the best drug albums I ever heard. That 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 album there of course is is it's on the sound it's based off it's the soundtrack um for American Gangster. Um Well it was the uh Unofficial, unofficial sound soundtrack. soundtrack. Yeah, it was unofficial soundtrack, but man, that was one of the best drug reference albums I ever heard. Mm. Like it's basically telling the whole story, starting off with American Dreaming and then going all the way down to the downfall. Like that was a hell of an album. Take no straight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a okay. I got a good one for you, Rodney. What about UGK? How many times have you heard Pimp C? Oh, yeah. Mention cocaine over there? Or, um, E-40 would be another good one. Uh, yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. E-40 would be a real good one. Yeah. Definitely, uh, reference a lot of drugs. And then, of course, we already said, uh... T.I. early on in his career. Rubber band, man. Yeah, definitely. If you go to the Trap Museum, yeah, definitely, uh... Which is uh is he part owner of the trap museum? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, definitely uh TI. And of course two chains too. AKA Titty Boy. <laughs> 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 no. I'm trying I was trying to think of the group. That was Player Circle, he was in. Yeah, he was in Player Circle. Too short. Definitely. Yeah. Two Shorts talk like tw- about some airy theme. Pimp. Yeah, I will about oh, to say Two okay. short. what have you. Uh, have you thinking about to be a corner boy <laughs> <laughs> or a pimp, depending on what Two Shorts like it is. God, you calling everybody a bitch. <laughs> 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 no, but, okay, so. Uh, God, what's from, the other dude from Miami? Uh, God, Lupus. Uh, was, oh, Trick Daddy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Trick Daddy, too. Yeah. Yeah, Trick Daddy was something else, man. He's been in the news recently. I got a good hot take for you. I know this going will probably get off a subject real quick, but how do you feel about him? He was just on The Breakfast Club, and um, this triggered me to have a discussion with a couple of my friends also. He made a point about Beyonce that I thought was was very interesting. Oh Lord! I, uh, I, just not about to have a, a beehive <laughs> after us, is it? I hope it doesn't have a beehive after us. But he did make a valid point. He said even though he respects Beyonce, just like we all do, of course we respect Beyonce, she's a goat. But he says she's not a singer like that. He doesn't put her in the same category as a singer. He puts her in the same category as like maybe Mary J. Blige, where they're they're wonderful entertainers and they do have a singing voice to them. Don't get me wrong, they can sing, but not, they're not in the same category as like a Patty LaBelle, like a Jennifer Hudson, um, as like a Aretha Franklin. People that can blow, that have those, they could just sing you out the damn fucking, you know how Mariah Carey has that high pitch, like she's a singer, but she's not an entertainer. I've never seen Mariah Carey do a one-two step or dance or anything, or like, you know, shake a tail so, feather. So She's just a singer. You know what I'm saying? You get it? You kind of get what I'm saying? I, I get what he's saying. I guess my issue... Because I've heard the critique before, oh, Beyonce can't really sing like that. Yeah, she's not a mini But she doesn't have to be. Well, that's my thing. When you think of her in that category, that's what he was saying. He's saying that she, she... He doesn't consider her a good singer. I disagree. I think she can sing, but I don't think she has to sing like... A Mariah Carey or or the Patty because that's not her. That's not her thing. That's not her audience. That's right. just like Trick Daddy, not a conscious rapper. Like I wouldn't expect that, or or lyrics so. Right, and that's what and that's what he was saying. Like he's not offending her by that, but he's just saying when, you know, that's just how he feels. He doesn't feel that she's a good a good singer.
1: I the, feel like he's splitting
0: hairs, but that's just me. Uh, maybe so. And then he went on to say also that he doesn't consider uh, Kevin Hart to be funny and also Cat Williams. He doesn't consider them to be funny either. So, because my, my thing is, let's – Michael Jackson, if you, th- if you think about some of his biggest hits, he's not Luther Vandrossing it. No, he's not a he's not a singer, he's an entertainer. See, that's what I was saying too. Like when I think of great singers, I don't think. But look he can still him. like to me. Uh, Beyonce, uh Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson, they but can Jana still Jackson us. can't sing either, when you think about it. I'm just saying, she she's an entertainer. See, that's what this is my friend gave me so, my, my, so, so, <laughs> He gave me the same I, look you just gave me too. <laughs> think about it she can she can dance her the thing about entertainers that i love is they can they can just like chris brown chris brown he can carry a tune but he's not a singer maybe we try to do this uh, you're not going to get an argument from me when it comes to chris brown because i feel like he's if we were doing a list of overrated singers or entertainers he would be number one on that list no, I, man, he can entertain he can entertain i don't like him Oh come on, Ronnie! Come on. no. Chris Brown is a hell of an entertainer. He's not he a good maybe. I just don't like him as a person. Okay, so I'm like my. I'm letting nah, my personal dislike. Yeah, like no, him. that's no, that's fine too. It's okay to not. I like don't him like him, him as a human being. I'm sorry. No, that's all good. No, um, he's a shitty person. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel you on that. I feel you. So, the one thing I back to my point that I was gonna say. One thing about entertainers is. They're gonna dance and do all that stuff too. Just like I, I, I love Usher and, and so if Chris, Chris not Brown a rapper, a tip, he's an entertainer. That's the thing. They can dance and do all that other stuff and still carry a tune. That's part of their entertainment. So I believe that other people that have so, that kind so vocal. So are we making two three two categories now? Entertainer versus singers? Like That's what I believe that's what I that's what I'm thinking too, because Because in my heart I feel like Beyonce can sing. She can carry a tune, but I wouldn't say, like, she'll blow me away. You know what I mean? Like, as far as, like, singing-wise. So I could I put her as an entertainer. I don't know. How do you feel about that? I don't So here's the thing. <laughs> when I think of singers, you think of, like, Layla Hathaway. or, or so, You know how some people, like, they can sing? Maybe, like, a guapole. I don't okay. know. Like, R&B, like, singing, like, fluid. I don't know. Maybe Fantasia uh, they can sing. You know what I mean? Like Fantasia can sing. Her voice still annoys me, but she can sing. Okay. Yeah. Um. See, and they but th- and those are the people I just mentioned. They Elyssa can't dance do none of that where, where shit. Where does she fall under? She's a singer. Okay. Because she doesn't, she can't dance either. You notice that none of these people that I mentioned But that's she a still. Singer. It's funny because she still puts on a good concert. I've seen her live two times now. Yeah, and I'm like, people that can carry a tune can't fucking dance for shit. Like I never seen fucking uh, Luther Vandross do a one two step. Like why why do people? But that the can Temptation see, could do, and I feel like they, that's why of them. They were fucking amazing. That's why I was like back in the day. That was fucking like crazy. I feel like in some aspect, Usher c- 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 straddles both categories. And that's what's nuts about him because. He can dance and do all this other shit. I done seen this motherfucker on roller skates on Instagram and singing. Like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) I will say this though. Mm -hmm. No matter how you feel about Beyonce one or the other, I feel like it takes more effort to be an entertainer than it does a singer. It does. Now that now that I agree with you because I done seen Michael Jackson dance and do all the other shit and still carry a good tune. I done seen Beyonce do the same thing too. I done seen her dance with fucking like 50 million background singers and still carry a tune and her voice was still crystal clear. I agree with you. It takes a lot of work. Chris Brown, I done seen him do a fucking backflip off of one foot was and standing in place. <laughs> Okay, this is a good one then before we leave the subject and go I back. Can't <laughs> Chris Brown. So we're we going to transition to Chris Brown and Rihanna. Do you think Rihanna's a singer or an entertainer? Because she can't dance and she's not really like a good singer. I don't, so feel, like, do I don't she, feel like she can dance like that though. She can't dance and do you I think feel she's like, a great singer? No. That's what I'm saying. Like, what is she then? Pretty. Damn. That. She's, that is crazy because that is so true I was thinking the same shit I said damn I was thinking about Rihanna I said I love her like, albums so but she can't dance and she throw can't this, really sing let me throw this out here mm-hmm. if I'm just talking currently uh-huh of talent wise who I would pay to go see okay female wise okay, oh, okay. King, give me a top five Beyonce okay like, Beyoncé Beyonce is almost, and Eric Michael Dyson said this in his book, and I know some he pissed some people off because he called Beyoncé like the almost the Michael Jackson female-wise, which is. I, I agree. Because I would pay a lot of money to go see her, okay? Yeah. You got to see her once in your life. Okay. Two... And this is just currently because Janet Jackson will always be forever number one in my book. Oh, yeah. Um, Alicia Keys. Like I've seen Alicia Keys twice. She actually puts on a pretty damn good show for somebody that can't really dance well. Mm -hmm. Um, To the point, the first time I went to go see her, I thought the guy behind me was going to have a heart attack every time she moved. Like, (laughs) if she would have busted out and did a two-step... He definitely was. Yeah, he, would, he would hospital because he would crying. He was woo! Oh my! Oh my God! <laughs> yeah. See, <laughs> era, uh, you you got her up there. Well, I feel like I'm she... I'm straddling on the fence with her. I was thinking it, but that's but funny. no, I feel like she puts on a she puts on a good show. Mm-hmm. But she's on. Okay, so this list right here is people that you have to see yeah. in your lifetime and. And I would see go see her before I go see Rihanna. Damn, that's crazy. Uh, but that's that actually maybe good. Like I, I kind of agree with that shit. That's yeah. that's tough. Like, and it's it's, Rihanna had like she's a billionaire, mm-hmm. so she she has done what she does very well. Yeah, she says she's done she, with music, she's but she's had it. a machine behind her. That's true. She has. That's why I think she's that big. Like, those writers and shit, and then, like, the collabs and everything. Like, she has a crazy machine behind her. Like, in her... Her machine might have been bigger than Beyoncé's. It, I think it actually was. For for her young age, and then the people that was put behind I don't know if people remember this, but Rihanna, Neo, and all of them, they represented that new Def Jam that was uh led by Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. So, of course, they had a big fucking engine behind yeah. them, the machine. so... Yeah, I don't think I would pay to go see Rihanna. That's crazy. When you look it up, a lot of people consider her um, going to see her in concert is like one of the biggest things that you can. Uh, I went. Everything being equal, I'm probably going to see Sierra over her. Okay, no, I, I kind of agree with that. I I, I kind of I, agree with that because I feel like the show will be better. Yeah. Entert- yeah. entertainment wise, the show's gonna be better. Cause she's an entertainer. Like I said, Sierra can't really sing like that, but Rihanna can't either. But Sierra's gonna get out there and, and dance. Sierra can, can carry a better note than Rihanna to me. She can. She can too. I agree with that too, brother. Now somebody I felt could have felt fit into this category mm-hmm. and that doesn't really get they do, A Marie. Damn, that is true, too. But and I feel I like he hot, can actually sing, too. I got a hot take for, for A-Marie. And I think you probably look at this like I'm crazy. But I was just listening to A-Marie. One of her songs came on. And then I just was listening to SZA. And I was listening to a couple of the other artists. Um, it was on the R&B playlist. You know, I listen to everything. And I was like, damn, they all sound the same. They do. Arthur I Perry. said, "God damn!" Like I, I didn't know who else? was singing. Yeah, also in there, Carrie Hilson. Yeah, they all sound the same to me. Like, and that's crazy because Trick Daddy said the same thing. He was like, "A lot of these artists sound the same." And then, like, I just was listening to the play. I, besides Doja, because she she does a little Nicki Minaj shit too. But a lot of them sound the same, man. it's like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, <laughs> even um, what's the uh, Janae Iko? She With sounds Brie. like them too sometimes. And she's an entertainer and I wouldn't pay to go see her either. Yeah. So if no, you don't no. think Janae Aiko can sing? I'll take that back. She can't sing. She can't. She can't entertain. I don't see her dance or nothing though. I don't yeah. think she's an entertainer. I think she's a singer. Yeah, see she how, can sing. now, you, now you feel the same way I feel. Now, now you look at people differently, don't you? But Entertainer singer? Beyonce, I don't. Because she straddles both? Yeah, because I feel like Beyonce, if she dedicated herself to being a singer, she could. But she hasn't had to. Because don't get me wrong with these people that can sing and entertain. Some of them can carry, they can carry a note. That's the reason why we listen to them. They can carry a tune, but they're not. And, and yeah, Mary and, J. Blige, I respect, because for her to be as old as she is, like... When I went to go see her in concert, like she was still singing when we was in the parking lot. So <laughs> So that's so this is my top five list. I will give it to you real quick so we can carry it back on with the other conversation. People that I need that I believe that people need to go see before you die. You have to go see these people in concert. Beyonce, Licia Keys, Mary J. Blige. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say Sierra. Um that can carry a tune. Um Wow. Damn. Okay, I was kind of stuck on this one, but um, I know this is gonna sound crazy, but I, I like Missy as an entertainer. Yeah, I, I could. I, I would think you need to go see Missy Elliott yeah, before before you pass away, before she passes away, because you're gonna regret it as an entertainer. Um, I had a chance before to go and I didn't go, and everybody came back and was like that shit was off the chain. Um. And I, I I did say Alicia Keys, right? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I, I don't believe you should go see Ciara before you. Uh... <laughs> I would go see her. She's entertaining. But before I die, no, I wouldn't put her on that list. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll just leave it at four. Janet Jackson. Oh, damn. I forgot. She still doesn't. Yeah, go see Janet Jackson, even though she's not doing anything anymore. I think she's done with that shit. But um, oh, for men people, go see if you got a chance to if you're in Las Vegas, go see Bruno Mars. Cause he's like, I think he's straddling that fence of Michael Jackson. That he's he's there. He's almost okay, there, man. Him, him, he doesn't miss. Bring this up in two years. Bring it up in two years? He doesn't miss, man. He he does I haven't seen him miss yet. Yeah, revisit us in two years. Go see Usher too, if you can go see Usher, because if Usher said I'm not I'm not doing any more concerts, I'm just chilling, you're gonna be sad you didn't go see him. I agree. Yeah, you got to go see him. He got hits on hits on hits. Go and I know him. I'm gonna make the the young people mad about this, but Usher and Chris Brown are not in the same category. <laughs> okay. Uh, I disagree with you on that Chris one. I, I know you hate real. Chris. Why you hate Chris <laughs> Brown, man? He got hits, man. He got hits. He got hits. I would say, okay, <laughs> it's funny because Chris is like, have you? There are certain people in life that I just don't <laughs> naturally like. Like I, even before like I meet them, I'm like, is something wrong with this person. Chris, I get those vibes from Chris Brown. Like I've never cared for him. But see, remember. Remember this podcast four or five podcasts ago when I said you have to separate. You gotta separate. He's not getting my money. I'm sorry. <laughs> you gotta separate him, Rodney. I can separate him. I can listen to him and be like, oh, this is a good album. But no, I'm not giving him my money to go. No. Okay. I, I respect that. I, I believe that you have to go. I watch like, it on TV. <laughs> I believe that before you die, you have to at least enjoy a Chris Brown concert to get the Chris Brown experience. I think he provides a good experience. He's dancing, he's singing. He's, on, he's about to be on tour with. Um, who was he on tour with? I saw a whole bunch of people posting. He's. Yeah, yeah, definitely. If you get a chance to uh, to go catch one of those tour, you got to. It's just like one of those life experiences that you got to experience. Just like going to like a first baseball game, a first basketball game, oh, a first football be on game tour with a little baby. Yeah, that's that's perfect right there. I think little baby's hot right now. Perfect for, y'all, cause, um Oh, I'm gonna throw Jay-Z. I'm gonna throw Jay-Z and though we were, we were talking about uh R&B, but if you get a chance to see Jay-Z in your lifetime, go see him. You probably missed the opportunity and never going to see him ever again perform. So, no, I I've in my heart, I feel like him and Beyonce are gonna do one more tour, man. If they do, that'll be the last one. So yeah, that you better line the fuck up, people, because uh, that's something that you gotta see. I'm don't be like me and you sad you never seen fucking Prince or Michael Jackson, um, James Brown, any of those other people perform that I really wanted to see perform and they passed away. I never got a chance to go to a Tupac concert. I never got a chance to go to a Biggie concert. And those are the things that I had to live with. Like, damn, they were around when I was around. I just missed them. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, I couldn't get into a Biggie or a Tupac because <laughs> <laughs> I was fucking a child. But, man, yeah, you got to. Does Biggie count as a right a reference rapper? I would say, yeah. I think he was like a conscious. Yeah, he would because Ten Crack Commandments and some of the other stuff that he – uh. But I would say he was like a storytelling rapper, though, more than anything. He'll tell you stories about any and everything. That's true. That's I, he wasn't. Maybe, maybe we'll do a top five storytelling rappers, even though everybody already knows who's yeah, number one on yeah. my list. <laughs> you know, a lot of people don't respect uh, Tupac and Biggie because they reach different. I mean, they respect them, they love the music, but a lot of them don't look at them like they'll say, oh, uh, Biggie was better in this way lyrically, or Tupac was better. They always go against each other. But those are two of the best storytelling. If you look at Dear Mama, he painted that picture of his mama, and you can close your eyes, and you can just envision everything that he goes through. Yeah, Dear Mama is one of my favorite storytelling songs. Um, um, I'm trying to, Brenda's Got a Baby. Yeah, Brenda's got, you close your eyes, and you can see, you like, damn, that shit's deep. You look at fucking Biggie Uh, Got a Story to Tell. That shit's deep. It's crazy. Yeah, so like that. Sky's the limit. Yeah. Yeah, that like, that's nuts. You can just close your eyes like damn. Like, Suicidal thoughts. Suicidal thoughts still want yeah. to told you that's my favorite song. Uh from Ready to Die. And I know this it this is not like a Suicidal Thoughts and Undying Love from Nas are like my two favorite storytelling rap songs. I know this not like a emotion. I done jumped like But even when you um um see the same hoe and like some of the other stuff, like where Tupac's hitting you, like uh Wonder Why They Call You Bitch, like even on those songs there, he's painting a picture, telling the story. And like people don't realize that Tupac and Biggie are like two of the best storytellers, man. Like they fucking painted a crazy picture, man. Just go back and listen to those songs. They paint crazy pictures. But we're gonna get back to drug reference. <laughs> so that's a crazy transition, but um I think we were on three because we were just was rambling and um Yeah, so so far we've said Jay Z, T, T, Future. Um we said E forty UGK uh, Sue Dog and Dr. Dre. Yeah. E forty biggie now mhm i'm gonna say i'm gonna uh well we could just bump it up and say we had 2 then like, mm-hmm. do you want to go to uh, 2 you want to? you want me to go you want yeah can go? go all right so my my 2 and i think that um off that first album i'm gonna go with young jeezy at number 2 cuz that first oh, yeah, album man yeah. i just thought like that was a selling dope uh black four right yeah that was like the, Listen to him, like, talk about, like, how he having so much fun and just selling dope and everyone, dude, fucking crazy beats. Like, man. Shout out to Gigi because Detroit's his second home. It seems yeah. like. I thought that first album was fucking just like nuts. Gigi be in Detroit more than some Detroit artists. That's true. That's true. Yeah, man. I, I he gets number two on my list, man, as far as drug reference rappers, man. I think that first album is legendary in my book. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go ahead and pass it to you, brother. Well, number one was just Jay Z for me. Oh, number one was Jay Z. Okay, okay. I'ma I'm a, I'm gonna I'm go something a little different, man. I'ma uh, I got a good one for you. Drug reference rappers. I'm, I'm gonna say every Detroit artist. <laughs> We be talking some shit about well, every Detroit different. artist except Big Sean. Yeah, except Big Sean, which was different. Royce. Yeah, yeah. He's not a Detroit artist. No. <laughs> okay, I'm. I'm not fucking with Rodney today, y'all. Okay, <laughs> Royce, you a Detroit artist? Okay, you. you I'm a, about a, to say, leave my man Ryan, Ryan Montgomery alone. Okay, no, but but number one, seriously though, number one is Eminem. For drug reference, I think that he changed the game as far <laughs> as, like, people taking drugs because he just fucking, oh, he just celebrated being sober. Was yeah, he, like, 15 years or something, something like that? Sober. So that's crazy. But, yeah, he definitely changed the game, man. He When he came in, he was talking about popping pills and, and doing all that shit, especially with D12 the and Purple Heels. Wanna pop a pill. A man, made everybody want to pop some pills. Him and Bazaar and all them taking mushrooms and shit. Oh, yeah. Remember that song? I never meant to give you mushrooms. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That shit was so hilarious. I ended the corner crying. Yo. Yeah. You know what's crazy, too? Fucking Eminem on the storytelling on that shit, too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was fucking funny as shit. That, Guilty Conscience. uh, The storytelling on that was awesome, too. He just got quite a few songs on that first album where he. See, look, me and you, when we did the debate, you said, the Marshall Mathers LP, and I said, is, uh being one of the top albums, I said, no, the Slim Shady LP. And you was like, what? The Slim Shady LP, because it had Bad Meets Evil on there. It had the Mushrooms on there. So, Guilty Conscience. Yeah, it had Guilty Conscience on there. Brain Damage is another Brain story. Damage good. Song. My Name Is is on there. 97, Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. Ninety seven, I thought that I liked that album better than the Marshall Mathers LP. I think the Slim Shady LP was fucking legendary because it's the introduction. Let me let me see. Let me go to the Marshall Mathers LP. Now, don't get me wrong, that shit has some fucking bangers on there too. Um, kill you, stand. Yeah, yeah stand my shit, kill you. Yeah, criminal oh, yeah, on there. Yeah. The way I am, legendary. Remember me. That was my shit too. Didn't they have my man from Onyx on there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, TBO. Yeah, that was my shit too. It's that beat too. Oh yeah. I what up, Detroit? You said that. Kim. Uh yeah. <laughs> it's neck and neck. It's it's neck and neck, man. But I, that Slim Shady LP. I I think for me it was. Uh, when you first heard it, and it was a shock value, and he was just talking about taking drugs, killing motherfuckers, raping them, um, I tie a penis around a, a rope and jump from the tree. Don't you want to grow up to be just like me? Mm-hmm. I've been with ten women. I'm like, what? Like <laughs> this motherfucker is tripping. But I thought that was dope. I thought that that whole his whole introduction was was crazy. But you think about it though. Think about it like this, Rodney. How many other introductions into hip-hop have taken you and, and blew you away? Like, that's the thing that, that that gets you with, like, the shock value. The only other introduction I believe that blew me away was 50 Cent's introduction to hip-hop. Because when he came... I'm, I'm going to give you one. Kanye. Okay. I'm gonna say his introduction didn't surprise me because prior to his album being out, he was on a bunch of other albums with people. He was talking shit. Then he was on them uh, state property albums and he was doing them other albums with uh with Cameron and them and uh yeah he was like on all those other albums and stuff. So I was hearing him, and then all of a sudden like he dropped. But I knew he was around with Fifty Cent. I guess. At that See, particular time, like I guess just, it's a little different for me because I listened to a lot of his underground stuff. Yeah, but yeah, he was doing a tour like, just off of the underground shit, which made his his debut album. It was a good. Mm-hmm. I can never say it was great because I had heard some of the songs. Right, listen to his underground. I guess that started the the beef I have with Fifty. <laughs> But like it, the it just came out of nowhere. Like I guess, yeah, I guess you didn't expect M-M-M-D. it to be that good. That's what it probably was. With Kanye shit, I expected it to be good. Cause even like with Nas, he was around on live with the barbecue, so you kind of knew. Yeah, I didn't expect. I think for Fifty Cent's album, I didn't expect it to be good. I didn't expect it to be that good than what it was. I think with Kanye shit since he was producing and then he was like doing all the other stuff, I expected it to be good. You, so it like it you. overachieved for me. You might. You know what I mean? Like, I, just like when Eminem came out of nowhere, I didn't expect the album to be that great. I, I saw that How My Name Is video and I was like, look at this goofy motherfucker. But he was saying like some crazy shit on there. And actually, that wasn't the first song that I heard. The first song I heard was, um, shit. <laughs> Oh, damn it. Um. Yeah. Uh, which one is this? Slim Shady, Brain Dead, Like Jane Brady. I am i can't, damn it, I can't think of that. But it's that song. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's on that first album. But anyway, that album came out of nowhere. And I didn't even know Dr. Dre was behind that album. Because it just came out of no fucking where. And it just was, Yeah. I just couldn't believe how how dope that album was. And it came out of nowhere. So I kind of slept on it. Um, Oh, Ludacris album. His first album. Did you expect it to be that dope? No. So I remember. So I'm going to give you another one. And then I'll go back to Ludacris. Mm -hmm. Juvenile. Dude, I didn't expect that. That is, that might be the top album <laughs> that I fucking didn't expect. I thought it was some more like, uh, fucking so, No Limit shit. Cause they, they kind of, so the reason why I'm going to love Ludacris and Juvenile to me, I remember seeing Ludacris, Southern Hospitality video. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Mm-hmm. Like, who is this dude? <laughs> right. But I didn't expect the album to go as hard as it did. Um, and that really is why still, still to this day, I have a love affair with Ludacris. like, um, and if you listen to the, um, uh, go back to episode 12 and listen to the, um, uh, MC if we think it's most underrated is why I always advocate for Ludacris not getting a lot of respect in the game. And then I remember, I can still remember the first, I was at my grandma's house mm-hmm. It was late at night, me and my cousin just up watching music video. And then the high video comes on. Yeah. And I'm like, who done shot this low budget video? (laughs) So like when the album dropped, like I'm not expecting much because the the video looked like it was shot with a camcorder. So, Dude, that that album fucking came out of nowhere and was fucking scorching. And I remember um, my uncle, he drove all the way from fucking Jacksonville up here. To, uh, to Detroit, man. From Jacksonville, Florida. J-Mo Slice. And he was playing that shit. And I was like, what the fuck is he playing? And um, I thought that shit, I was like, he playing this bullshit, but down south was already listening to this shit before we was listening to it so when he brung it up here and he was banging and i was like man he listened to this bullshit then i got to listen to it in the car i said god damn this shit is amazing yeah. and then i couldn't i put i pieced it together and he was like yeah you know this song you know high and uh the fucking uh the shit with Lil wayne and i was like oh shit like this shit is fucking dope yeah so yeah. and there wasn't no internet and shit like that where you can fucking put shit together like you know if you did have internet, you you was like just downloading shit. You wasn't really utilizing it. You was just yeah. like line wire or some shit or uh, yeah, line wire wasn't even around. Yeah, Napster would have been around. Yeah, and shoot, I remember line wire somewhere in there got shut down, and I was yeah. at the university of Toledo, and we kind of made our own because shit. I was in the no- dorm with a bunch of engineers. They made their own like line wire. <laughs> We the Pirate Bay kids, Linewire, Napster, all that other shit. Napster was the first one. We didn't give a damn. What type of virus were you about to put on a computer? Uh, Computers was going down the drain. (laughs) Between people watching uh, other uh, adult activities on there and us downloading music, computer was fucking doomed. Yeah. Yeah. That shit was crazy. So I think that's a a good place to end it. All right, shoot you, got me going down memory lane. Though. Oh, I got one before we get out of here that uh-huh. was unexpected to me. Dmx, uh-huh. damn, you're right. That first album, yeah, that was unexpected. I, I didn't that shit came out of nowhere. I feel like he put Rough Riders on the map because mm-hmm. like that shit came out of nowhere. I didn't hear him from any other album. He just put some shit out and. Yeah, that run Fighter to album anthem was just like, Yeah, who the fuck is the, these guys? And what the yeah, fuck is going is this? on right now? This, is, this hard. Like, what? Is, yeah. Like, it was no build up to that shit, in my opinion. It just. No, it's like the single dropped, you saw the video, and then you was like, Damn, this. Yeah, then look, then he had the nerve fucking like six or seven months later. He dropped the fucking uh, fesh on my I'm friend's blood, blood on my blood. blood. Yeah, I was like, mother, what? You the? Like, dang, he, he, you <laughs> done already hit us over the head once. Yeah, then you going to hit us with some more shit, man? God damn. Yeah, you right about that shit. That shit came out of nowhere. So you got me on that one, Rodney. I agree with you on the ludicrous one, the DMX one. Um, the, juvenile. the Juvenile Yeah, the Juvenile one for sure That shit right there, man Was crazy And I wouldn't say like The masterpiece, P uh, The masterpiece shit, man Like a lot of people say You wouldn't expect those Because those albums are hit and miss So you'll buy one masterpiece album Maybe one good single on there Or two it good was, singles The thing So And the thing about No Limit They was like putting out an album every three days yeah it was <laughs> you got that new uh mr shirt album mr yeah. servo it mr. seemed fucking. like every week you were getting two, <laughs> two no limit albums so you ain't yeah like what the hell like you couldn't and then, and then you knew it was a no limit album because it came in the the hard plastic yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then that's what threw me off with the juvenile shit because it had the same, like, colorful, like, you know, um, covering. So I was like, oh, it's the same shit. So I probably did see it at the fucking, uh, at the store, the record store, and I was like, nah, I'll pass because I thought it was the same shit. But when I realized it was a whole different company and, like, a whole different beat, shout out to Manny Fresh. That man makes some hell of a beat. But when I realized it was, like, something totally different, that just changed the whole game, man. So yes, yeah, shout out to Juvie. Man, yeah, Juvie changed the game on that one. Um, and that I wasn't surprised by Lil Wayne album. So if people would say, "Well, what about Lil Wayne albums?" You're surprised. By Lil that? Wayne was he was all over them. Uh, the Hot Boys and the, the he was on um, Juvenile's first like biggest hit. Yeah, yeah. So we already knew he was coming already. Everybody was like, "Oh, I can't wait for that guy to drop something." Cause we was already in the Tarot cards already. So we wasn't surprised by that one. Um, Ti. I wasn't surprised by him because his shit had already... He had a first album that kind of flopped. Yeah. Yeah, and I was just like... Uh, I wasn't looking for nothing else from him. So it didn't surprise me when he came out with another album, and he just like, okay. Um, oh, I'll tell you what surprised me. Um, Freeway. Yeah, I could... Yeah. Because you know what the, the knock on him was? A lot of people are like, oh, I fucking hate his voice. How the fuck can he come out with anything? I don't want to listen to shit he got to say. And then when you listen to that album, you're like, this shit is one of the best hip-hop albums of all time. It's it's up there. Mm-hmm. I don't know where you want to put it, but it's one of the best albums of all time. So let us get out of here on that note. Thank you for tuning in to episode 15. Um Make sure you check out our bonus episode that drop on Wednesday, and follow us if you haven't subscribed yet. Just hit that subscribe button on Spotify, Apple, Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Motown and Coney. Yes, sir. And we'll catch you on the B side. Peace.